tuned into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with Al and Fred. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here to the Cativerse. Uh, you're listening to Psychic Parrot with me, Frederick Ekhoff. And the Meow Man himself, Alistair Goodwin. <laughs> and you have... I, I feel we slammed the cats a bit, and for the record, um, I like cats. I used to be allergic, so I like them less, but now I kind of faded off. Uh, they're uh, they're cool, as they say. Cool I cats. Like, I like most cats. Yeah, but okay. like everything, it's like you like some and don't like others. Yeah, it is true. Some words of wisdom there. Mm-hmm. So where are we going? We are going to uh, cool cats, witty kitties, catching up with famous felines from around <laughs> the universe. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first stop on this crazy journey then? We are going to have a chat about um, Unsinkable Sam. <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh, this is, decided this is... I thought this would get Fred's blood up. This is World War Two trivia. Uh, Fred's <laughs> Fred's favorite topic. So let's hear about... Uh, specialist topic. Sam. The so, year is... The year is the same one when the Bismarck was sunk. 41. 1940. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so Unsinkable Sam started as regular Oscar and he was on the Bismarck when it got sunk. What? Was he on the Bismarck? Yeah, he was Huh. He was second lieutenant. <laughs> and then he got um So we don't know what name he had when he was on the Bismarck. Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar the Deutsche Cat. Herr Oscar. Herr Oscar the Nazi Cat. <laughs> this wonderful feeling <laughs> we have here. <laughs> Keeping a tight ship, no rats. Yeah. We have no rat on the Bismarck. So the Bismarck was uh, one of uh, the, the the Germans' famous uh, pocket battleships. So it it had a, quite a, a big status uh, as a, being a feared ship 4041 it's got to be the most famous um german battleship yeah there's a couple tirpitz was also one that but anyway this is about animals not about warships uh it's a little bit about warships yeah so this cat was a naval mascot of some sort on the bismarck and the bismarck got sunk out in the uh yeah. atlantic uh in the uh, June 1941, and they saved very few people from that ship. So how the hell did they save a cat? Well, Oscar was having a not so wunderbar time, of course, hanging off a just a piece of floatage. Oh shit! Um, and he was picked up by a ship called the HMS Cossack, mm. and then that was sunk. Oh, that was sunk also. Yeah, that was then sunk. And so then he moved on to uh, an aircraft carrier called the Art Royal. And that was also sunk. How fast did this happen, though? This um, happened 
not very fast. No. This was over a few years. Like this was he, this was still during the World War. So yeah. he was a German spy. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you have for us, Mister Cat? But yeah, that's it. Like after um, after that, he ended up at the governor of Gibraltar's house. Because yeah. they decided he, that he wasn't a good luck cat. He was a bad luck cat. He was a bad luck cat. <laughs> he was going to stay ashore. <laughs> so, yeah, on all three... Any stories about how he survived the second but on and all, third? It says on all three occasions he was found clinging to just floating... Uh, oh. Floatsam or jetsam? Floatsam. Hmm. Um, Wreckage. Yeah, so... But then, like, the thing is with Unsinkable Sam... Hmm is that there's not really evidence of him. Okay. So just just he's um he's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Oh, there's one thing, like there was one quote from rescuers that when they rescued him the third time said that he was angry but unharmed. Like but it's not like the and the, so there's pictures of him if you look him up. Mm. Um but the thing is that he's not usually there pictures of this other navy cat called Simon. Oh. Who was a real cat? Sinkable Simon. No, Simon. Simon did a lot of things. So during this was 1949 mm. on HMS Amethyst, mm. um, and so this was during the Chinese Civil War, after something known as the Yangtze incident. Yangtze is the river, so I guess something mm. happened on the river. The ship had to stay up the river for three months. Mm. Simon was in charge of taking care of the supplies. A cat? Yeah, and he killed an entire rat infestation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the then, little invaders. Yeah, and then there was, like, when there was disease outbreak and, like, yeah. injured... Um, Simon was just like, all right, stay calm. I got this. Yeah, exactly. So he was helping with with the food, and also when everyone got injured in the battle... He was up there at the hospital, purring on them. Hmm. Responsible Be- cat. Because cats can... This was one of these wacky facts. Cats can emit this purr hmm. that is at the same... I'm just edit that out. But cats can do this purr hmm. that apparently is good for bones and hmm. like promotes growth in muscles. Yeah. And they purr at this particular hertz that I think is good for them, but also good for humans. Yeah, it's really vibrating. Obviously, these guys didn't know about, but Mm. but yeah, apparently cats can actually be quite healing. Yeah. That little psychic thing about cats. So that's what Simon was doing. He was purring on people and keeping the cats. Healing humans, killing rats. Yeah. For his bravery, he was awarded the title of Able Sea Cat. (laughs) River Cat. Yeah, and he like <laughs> he'd specifically killed this giant rat that the um the boss rat the boss rat that the guy the crew had nicknamed Mousy Tongue <laughs> with a good delicious mouse pun there. <laughs> oh, what an epic battle! So he got the Dickin Medal for this for killing that rat specific what, for his for. The entire... For his whole stint on the Yangtze River. The entire defending... ca- cataside. No, uh, raticide. Yeah, for defending people, helping mm. cure the injured. Yeah. General... Drag little medic bags up yeah. to the front. 
maintaining outstanding behavior, yeah, keeping his uh, bed clean, mm. just a all round sailor, yeah. So he got the Dickon Medal, which is um, the highest award any animal can receive while serving in military conflict <laughs> in Britain, and it's only for animals. It's it's only for animals. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of the Victoria Cross. Mm. Um, it was instituted in 1943 by this lady called Maria Dickon, mm. who had just wanted acknowledgement for outstanding acts of bravery or devotion to duty displayed in animals serving in the armed forces or Dickon civil had. defense in oh. theatre of war. She just wanted. Mm. She was obviously a mad person <laughs> <laughs> who, that, thought that, who thought they would care. That animals deserve medals if they perform well. And because she was... Yeah. I I wish I'd known who she was. Dang. But So she advocated for for animals to be recognised with military honours if they serve in the theatre of war. Mm. Thank you, Mary. Maria, sorry. So the medal has been awarded 71 times since 1943. Nice. And is it cat dominant? No, it's not actually. Cats are at the bottom end of it. Um, so, thirty-four dogs. Of course. How many pigeons? Pigeons since forty-three. How can they be brave when you got carrier pigeons? Sending World War One, or oh, this must be World War Two, I guess. Sending the uh, forty-three. Thirty-two. Thirty-two pigeons since forty-three. Yeah, have received that award. <clears throat> Must be the, like the La Assistance uh, pigeons, and they gave the whole flock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they gave the whole flock? To some uh, uh, French resistance pigeons? Yeah. Four horses have received it. Yeah. And one cat. Only one cat? Only one cat. Unsinkable Sam didn't get anything for being a... For being a myth. Nazis. By curse, uh, but unsinkable. Yeah, like it's funny that they're like, yeah, this guy, he's been on every cat that's sunk, on every ship that's sunk. I suppose it's a good effort for a cat. It's again, I think Unsinkable Sam is one of those people that is. People. Sorry, one of those per- persons. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I like to call cat. Yeah. Persons. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just accidentally amazing. Yeah. Like Scott's ponies or mm. Lyca or whatever. Had a huge survival instinct. Yeah. Admirable. Mm. That is actually a great segue onto Felicite, who is a French cat, or sorry, was a French cat. Mm. Also a cosmonaut, like Lyca. Space cat. Yeah. But not a happy story, unfortunately. Bad space cat. Um,. Yeah, so this was in 1963. So wait, Lyco went up in 62? Uh, no, earlier. 50. Yeah. 58, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so this is 63. So she got 15 minutes in space. 15 minutes. Before they parachuted her down. Um, and then gave her a pat and put her to sleep so that they could study the neural impulses stored by the electrodes they put in her brain. Oh, they just whacked her. Yeah, so they put a whole bunch of stuff in her brain, sent her up to space for 15 minutes, and then came down and killed her. All right. Did they get anything out of that, though? Oh. Doesn't... 
Just a little info. Just a bit of info about, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they'd already put a man in space by this time as well. Like 63? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, so it's not so necessary. But yeah, that's Felicity. Off to space. Felicity the space cat. And we have a cat worth $13 million called Tommaso. Tommaso. So he's... Drug dealer cat. Yeah. His um, owner, Maria mm. Sunter, and this was in Italy, mm. um, gave him $13 million. As dollars inheritance, yeah. And what did the cat do with that, though? Um, oh, who can say? Yeah, who what can would say? you do with it if you were a cat? If I was a cat, get a farm, make sure that there's a, a mice problem there. What if you were given 13 million dollars and you were going to try and do something, say, maniacal with it, hmm. raise a cat army and rebel against the people? Yeah. <laughs> it might be dangerous to give cats that kind of resources. Yeah. They're <laughs> highly unpredictable. Yeah. Very very hard to know what a cat needs except itself and some other cats it's fancies and some other cats it hates and some mice. She must have hated her family, eh? Like <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> the cat gets it. Yeah, like, oh... The, the family must have hated the cat. Yeah, like... Oh, you never liked Tommaso. <laughs> Such an adorable You know cat. what? You know what? He gets all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mario. <laughs> and, you know, what's interesting about Tommaso, mm. he started off as a stray. So that's a bit of a uh, extra riches story. Yeah, against all odds. <laughs> he was a stray on the streets of Rome. I see him with a, like a little sixpence hat and uh, on a corner yeah. talking to the other and in his heart he was you know only truly happy when he was a stray cat and he, yeah. but he kind of forgot his uh, his past when, when he's he, doing his full bling like a couple of rings in his ears and when he's doing too much catnip yeah there's all these like cat phonies that are all <laughs> hanging around with him and he's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. four o'clock in the morning out of his mind on catnip going oh, I remember the good times mama <laughs> I used to be something yeah I always said I was gonna be somebody <laughs> I'm sorry mama Ugh. I go back for the kiddies yeah so 30 million for a cat that's so stupid it's very stupid could have um, at least given it to a uh, hell animal welfare organization or something but just that's not the point I think she didn't like cats per se she liked that cat yeah and I mm. guess you can do what you want really I bet everybody just took the money right I'm sure you could go up to Tomasa and go hey do you, could you just sign this saying that um, I'm gonna you're gonna give me all this money a paw print here and just <laughs> paw print here yeah <laughs> and here yeah um, yeah but like so probably give it five years till uh, Tommaso was out of the picture and then what happens to 13 millions well, I guess Tommaso gives it to his kids his cat kids yeah is that the way it goes well it's in, I think I think her inheritance always goes to the kids if there's no will and mm. if Tommaso hasn't written a will then I suppose it gets passed on to his children or to his wife if he has a cat wife some sort of human 
photo model is marry the cat then. And but could you? I mean, is that okay? Could you become marry a cat to, to get to the money? But not necessarily marry it, but just um, start dating it. Yeah. <laughs> and then take it easy in the start. Get, yeah. Get to know the cat. And then obviously, like you would be its only. You'd be its natural um, next of kin. Ne- next of kin. Yeah, I have no. How do we get this money? <laughs> yeah, I think that money is long gone. A cat can't be that wealthy in Italy for very long without suffering from getting the loads of schemes and attempts at him. You I think, think it's he... been shotgunned on his recent trip to Sicily? <laughs> it's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Which is not good for it. It can drink the salt water, but can't eat the fishes. Oh, Tommaso. Why are you going to do this to me? Tommaso. All right, more famous cats. So then we have a cat, Crime Solving Kitty. True crime. Is this from... It's from Canada, eh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. On Prince Edward Island. Um, uh, Shirley... Shirley DeGuay? DeGuay? Um, had potentially been murdered by a Douglas Beamish. Um, this is kinds of cats. No, this is a woman who's been murdered. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> it could be a kind of cat, really, a Douglas Beamish. He's <laughs> got long hair, murderous rage. <laughs> um, <laughs> Douglas murdered a woman, and this woman was the owner of a cat. No. She was the owner of a cat. Mm. Um, he was, yeah, he was the father of. Of three of her five children. So mm. this is her husband. Um, investigators found a man's jacket covered in uh, the lady's blood and white cat hair. Mm. Forensic analysis of the cat hair proved that it belonged to Snowball, who was a white cat owned by the guy, Douglas Beamish. Mm. And this piece of evidence linked him to the murder and was enough for the jury to pronounce him guilty. More than the blood. I guess... No, yeah, well, because the blood could come from anywhere, but you haven't oh. been in the house or around the cat unless you've, you know... Oh, maybe not her blood. Yeah, you'd think the blood, actually, <laughs> would have been, been the one. Like. primal piece of evidence there. <laughs> but I know this cat's here means something! The the lawyer has something to say on this, though. He says, without, without the cat, the case falls flat. <laughs> To rhyme, Mr. John L. McDougall. Good old uh, People versus uh, O.J. Simpson. Uh, yeah. That is such an O.J. Eh? Yeah. If the drug don't, if the if the glove don't fit, you must quit. Yeah. <laughs> Without the cat, the face fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is notable, notable felines from around the universe. Yeah. A little selection of. Survivors and war heroes and uh, cosmonauts and uh, millionaires. Millionaires. <laughs> cat, cat's got it all. Cat detectives. Ah, uh, cat detective. What I'll do is I'll leave my hair all over. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now going back to a bit of a build-up from why we think cats are the way we are and our relationship with them. Mm-hmm. The moving into the kind of psychic um, realm realm of the kitty cat. Mm-hmm. So starting at the at the high high time for cats, the ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, cats worshipped as 
gods or not really but more like representations of gods maybe yeah they had a lot of symbolism and myth mythos around them but like it's funny the first feline god was um Mafdet. Mm. she was the god of Kate taking um small things that bite you away <laughs> so <laughs> she was the god of protection from snakes and scorpions and stuff yeah. which is also the com- Cats are obviously doing that same thing for your house. Yeah, very specific god. Yeah, so they were they were the perfect solution for the overgrowth of rats and snakes in Egypt, and so that they started to get domesticated, kind of. In that, if you left food around, then cats would stick around, stick around, and so it was just this mutual relationship. It wasn't that they were tame; it's just that they were getting rid of the small stuff, and we, we were. Oh yeah, we're do the. Kind of the cat, the small cat race. Where does that come from? Um, well, I didn't go into it to be honest, because again, I was just like I just thought cats have evolved from saber toothed tigers and like yeah other kind of catty things. Like I don't think they started off as anything but some kind of cat. Mm. Like it didn't start off as a mouse. So it's not. But I'm thinking that the small cats are. It's not the humans that have bred. No. Cats to be smaller and smaller. Than, yeah. No. Cats were just cats. Mm. Um, cats have just been cats. And then mm. they come in different sizes. Yeah. And then the smaller ones got domesticated. Yeah. And I think then they bred for like hair length or mm. like once they had them down to a good size. Yeah. Or once they were the size they are. Mm. I don't think they were bigger back then. No. Maybe they were. Huge as trees they were. <laughs> <laughs> Took six whales to feed just one of them. <laughs> Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> we would spend all day. Cats built the pyramids. That's the conclusion. Yeah, that's where you see a cat as big as a bear standing next to the stream and just shoveling up fish. But then it's not good for them. That image in my mind just falls flat. You think it's not good for them? Fish? You just yeah. you said it earlier. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Damn you, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> So what they were doing when they were worshipping cats... So you would get killed, potentially, for harming a cat in ancient Egypt. Oh, they were holy as the Indian cow. Penalty of death. Mm. Um, And it was more that they were associating with different deities. Like, they said that everything had a meaning, and a cat protecting the house from mice. It's just the attitude... These sort of things that are attributed to a specific goddess. Mm. So the goddess of keeping things that bite away from you. And then they had... Then they sort of turned into Bess, which is the protector of children. And he didn't have his own temple, because he was everywhere. And so in the context of a cat, they were all over the place. Mm. So he was represented everywhere by cats, which is quite a good trick if you're a god, I guess. To be, So he was yeah. just free wandering through the world. That was his gig, so you didn't go to the temple. Yeah. You just went to where he was. And then you got the Sphinx, I suppose. I suppose you have the Sphinx, that giant cat with in a the human desert? face. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like a lion with a human face? Or am I? Yeah, yeah. it is. He's um, Tutu, the protective god of fortune and fate. Mm. Which interestingly, he lost his nose in one of the world wars. Oh yeah. Because uh, Allied troops were using his nose as target practice. Oh my god. 
Yeah, classic. Let's shoot with the big cat thing, eh? <laughs> oh, his nose fell oh, I'm going to shoot him in the nose. <laughs> but then you also have, like, the... With Egypt and cat gods, it's the one that's, like, a human body and cat head, right? Yeah, that's the Sphinx, the big statue. Isn't that... No, but that has... The Sphinx has a lion body and human face. Oh, a human body and a cat head. Yeah, that'll be the the gods. Because yeah. that's what they did with all of them. Oh, yeah. They okay. had, like, Horus had a... Yeah. Was an eagle, and Anubis was a jekyll. Yeah. And then one was an alligator. Yeah. And a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> what? The lost, lost tribe of Egypt. Yes. Was Bonza the kangaroo? <laughs> That's where Australians came from. Um, so moves along to them sort of domesticating them and actually making them from semi-feral to protected in their homes. Um, and that's when, like, Bastet, Bastet who was the cat-headed lady, I guess, mm. who was doing the bitey things, um, she became the goddess of family, fertility, and love. And these guys loved their cats so much that they would mummify them when they died and mourn them. Mummified cats, eh? Yeah, this is... Where are they on display, I, I wonder? Yeah, well, I, that's funny, you should ask. So, mummified cats were also given as um, sacrifices at temples. While they were, in the late period, they were producing so many of these cats mm. that um, they were so common that when the British were exporting all of their shit out of Egypt, uh, they were using them as fertilizer. With one shipment being 180,000 mummified cats. To oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Didn't display a single one of them. So the ship ran on cats? No, it just picked up all the cats, took them to England, mulched them into fertilizer, spread it on fields. My god. These poor cultists. <sighs> Sounds so complicated. But if they're just digging up. Egyptian stuff, mm. and there's just cats everywhere. I suppose how many? But that's so many cats. Like that means you're out in the desert mm. digging up, looking for Tutankhamun or whatever, and yeah. you're like, oh, it's cats again. It's cat. <laughs> it's, cat grave. Damn it! Thousands of mummified cats. <laughs> like it's always. Like, just give me one fucking golden something. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Fucking buried cats everywhere. <laughs> for, for a second, I thought that. So you want to transport the mummy of Tutankhamun to Britain? I thought they kind of used like a hundred thousand cats as uh, to throw in the oven. To <laughs> you could, I suppose, burn them. I guess you could. They mold. Would the use. ship run on cats? That yeah. is so many cats. Eh? Like, yeah, it's quite morbid. It's, but it's it's ages of cat loving. They did it. And that's the thing about mummification, is it lasts forever. Unless you grind them up and make lettuce out of them. And then everyone eats them. Exactly. We've all probably eaten food with some particles of mummified cat in them. Huh. Yeah. That was back in the days, wasn't it? Yeah. So then cats, um, that's their high point, I guess. Maybe they're back today, we're back at a high for them. But this was their kind of... They haven't been worshipped since in the same way. No. And then as the Catholic Church... So Catholic. In the 14th century, Catholics decide that cats are no good. Catholics don't like cats? Catholics don't like cats. It's <laughs> so too many often. jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> we shall not stand for this. 
ridiculous how far. <laughs> so this is where they're linked to paganism mm. and uh, all of the bad stuff. Celts believed that cats were humans that were forced to stay here instead of going to Celt heaven or huh. whatever, you know, Celt afterlife. They weren't Earths. They weren't meant to be on Earth. So no, it just meant that they were too bad for mm. heaven, and so they got sent back to Earth as cats. Oh. So that's why, like, people thought witches were cats as well. They oh, yeah. turned into cats because yeah, they um obviously don't get into heaven. Mm. So the anti-cats. So the anti-cats because they're consorts of the devil, and they're killing these cats off like as much as they can, yeah. especially the black ones. Seems like the British Empire has a bit a, a bit of an old cat policy, no? Yeah, With the fertilizers and the you know, yeah. They're not pro cat. They're not pro cat. Pro lion, mm. but anti cat. And so plague hits. Yeah. Who do you blame? Rats. That's cat. who we blame. Oh. <laughs> who do the Catholics blame? Cats. Let's get rid of more cats. <laughs> 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 so the reserv- so plague could be caught by mice, camels, chipmunks, prairie dogs, rabbits, squirrels. And not so much cats. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we were killing all of these uh, cats wasn't doing us any favors. No, because they would have eaten the yeah. bears. Huh? So it wasn't until they kind of got it back together to realize that cats were mm. a blessing in some parts. But by this time, you know, it's killed 60% of Europe. Yeah. So then you've got into <coughs> cats getting a, just back to normal, mm. mellowed out for the cats. People realized that they had some benefits. Mm. But then they're still getting associated with uh, witches a lot. Yeah. Classically. And I I looked at a bit of cat witchery and the reason for cats and witches. So be prepared to be scared. All right. So this, is from a, this is from a witches blog that I read. <laughs> witches Weekly? Oh, you could say. <laughs> it was interesting, though. Mm. Um <laughs> Because it was, it was funny because it seemed to have some kind of... It was very well made. Mm. And it had a lot of like things that looked quite legitimate. Mm. And then it had this bit. <laughs> so, apologize if you're listening. Um, whoever wrote this. Um, so, the cat is a familiar companion to the witch. They are drawn together as if by a magnet. Each intuitively knowing that they are meant to be together. They are similar in character as both are astute, wise, and independent. When the witch and the cat are at work together, the magic pull is extremely powerful. You will learn almost everything about magic from talking to your cat. <laughs> and using a cat in your magic will double any spell's power. If you are speaking secrets, you can be utterly certain that your familiar, your cat, will not betray your trust. Cats are creatures of habit, and like the witch, they must have their own sacred space where they sleep, dream, and eat. The familiar requires a bowl of cream. He definitely doesn't. At the same time each day. They also require a bowl of water per day and the highest quality cat food available. Much like regular cats. <laughs> the familiar needs to be crooned to and stroked as she loves attention. Or he. Except when she needs time alone. Or all witches cats female, maybe. Hmm. Um, except when she needs time alone. Then she is to be left to her own devices and her needs must be heeded. You will learn a great deal more about magic from a cat than you would from any witch. A witch would sooner turn you into a toad than give you assistance in your witchcraft. And when looking for a, uh, a witch's cat, don't worry, because a witch's cat will find you. Ah. 
So well, that explains it, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> I feel that that was about 70% standard cat taken care of. <laughs> yeah. And then some <laughs> stuff thrown on top. Well, it's important to know, I think. Yeah, it is, of course. Um, what? You heard it first here. No, maybe not. No, second. second. Or I'd say maybe 19th. I don't know how many people <laughs> Probably visited heard that it first website. Hmm. But interesting. I don't. I didn't know that cats were an important part of magic, or could be. Yeah, they've always been linked to magic, I feel. Consorts of the devil. Mm, but it might be just Disney, you know? The, the It's the Catholic Church. The Catholic... Darn. <laughs> that is what that is what Tommaso would do with $13 million. Just uh, assassinate the Pope. <laughs> get a, a squad of ninja cats to <laughs> do it. But, yeah, so cats and magic, that's, that's it. That's, um... The closest I could get to actual psychic abilities. So if you're if you have a magic cat, mm. or at least a cat that used to be a witch, then it can do all sorts of things for you. If you have a regular cat, maybe you're out of luck. It can only kill the rats. Yeah. Or not sink. <laughs> not sink. That's also a cat quality. <laughs> Land on its feet uh, from very high altitudes. Yeah. But we love cats. I mm. I feel like I. Having said all this, I realise we weren't, we didn't highlight the the proper benefits of cats, which is their purriness. Yes. Um, their furriness. Yeah, oh, I found that fact out. So, yeah, they can purr between twenty five and one hundred and fifty hertz, and that promotes tissue regeneration. Hmm. So your cat can actually help you out, and they are cute. It doesn't only work for the cat; it it also helps works for if it sat on you and purred. <sighs> ah. All right, cat yeah. treatment. Yeah, I think we might be into a new business. Yes. Cat massage. Have you been purred on lately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they must have a machine that can produce that. Uh. You don't need a cat for it. But why not? Get some. We've been so bad. Kylie would hate me. Kylie was my uh, my first cat. You had cats? Yeah, I, we had cats. Tell Ky- me an anecdote about uh, Kylie then. Kylie, named after Kylie Minogue. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> she... Was a nine lives kitty. Uh-huh. And she really went through the ringer. So first... Life. First life lost when she... She used to like to lick the plates in the dishwasher. In? Like get into yeah. the dishwasher. And my younger brother... Oh, sorry. My older brother closed the door on her. Didn't see her in there. Started and it. we were looking for Kylie and could hear this... <laughs> noise. And yeah, I just opened the dishwasher and a soaking wet... Soapy cat jumped out of it. Oh my god! Just it, terrified. Like that was. He'd been through half the program. Yeah, he'd gone through a decent amount of it. Like, <laughs> fuck, not a good, not a good day for Kylie. <laughs> Far out. Um, and then she got run over by a truck. Oh. But we put a pin in her leg, which made her grumpy. Mm. So you had to stroke her in a very specific way. Yeah. Um, and then from she, then on. Like, yeah, yeah, she was not happy about that. Um, mm. And then she jumped into one of those like power substations. Power, like, you, you know those sub- like they usually walled off sort of gener- electrical yeah, generators yeah, around yeah, town. Little huts, yeah. yeah, little huts and whatever. So she went missing for a few days and was stuck in a pipe underneath one of those for uh, about two or three days. Oh my god! Um, and then she got mauled by a dog. And survived it. Pardon? Sur- survived it. Survived it again. And then got mauled by a dog again. 
Survives it again? Did not survive it. And then we went to the vet, um, and we're given back a frozen kitty. Frozen? Yeah, because they, if you get, if they get euthanized, for some reason they come back to you frozen. Oh. Frozen cat in a box, and then we buried her down the end of the garden, hmm. and there she stays. An oak tree. No, no oak mm. tree for mm. Kylie. But she was an old cat. She loved. Like we got her when I was a kid, and she passed on when I was a teenager. Hmm. She was a good kitty. Ah. Used to uh, used to sleep on my face. Should we dedicate this episode to her? Yeah. Yeah. Dedicated to the memory of Kylie, <laughs> and to a lesser extent Max and Max too. <laughs> Still good cats. <laughs> less memorable cats. Yeah, less survivable. Well, that's it, Fred. Yeah. I don't know if we got to the bottom of cat psychic abilities, but we explored some uh, dimensions. We scratched the surface, at, at least. And uh, the cat conspiracy in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. definitely uh, something you should uh, write some angry, angry blog posts uh, about out there. Yeah, I think we should start writing letters to the Pope. Apologize. Yeah, abo- <laughs> apologize to the cats. Yeah. <laughs> or face the consequences. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's it for Meow. That's it for Meow. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, tune on next week for more uh, strange stories of psychic and non psychic, but still amazing animals. Never will